everybody. And it's Sunday again. Seems like I just sat down here and went away, and then I'm here back again. Seems like just yesterday. So how are you, Rachel? <laughs> Doing good. Good, good. I made note to myself. <laughs> so that Rachel. Do you know what a Rhodesian Ridgeback horse is? A horse dog is? Rhodesian Ridgeback? I do not. I think we should call you Ridgeback Rachel. I like that. So My look, DJ name. There you go. Uh, yeah, look it up, Rhodesian Ridgeback. They're very stately. They're used to hunt lions. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and why they're called Ridgebacks is because they've got... A ridge of hair over their spine that goes the opposite way of the rest of their coat. Oh, and so that's why they're called Rhodesian. Obviously, they're bred in Rhodesia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, but the Ridgeback. So that, I thought Ridgeback, or we can be, you can be Rhodesian, mm-hmm. how, how, or you can be Ridgeback, Rachel, or Rhodesian, Rachel, or R, R, R. Triple R's. Triple R. <laughs> but, or cubed. You, there you go. Cubed. There you go. Oh, we're a math person. Oh, yep. Are you? Yep. Oh, you like the numbers, do you? I do like numbers. I had to learn, the, the best way I learned how to add was when, do you play cribbage at all? I do not. Oh, okay. That's how I learned to add. I can add a column of numbers pretty doggone, because you get in the brain fine of thinking, you know, 52, 15, 4, pair 6, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what taught me how to really add. Me and... And math never really got along well. <laughs> so, but, you know, but with uh, cribbage, it taught me well, so. So your week, how did your week go? Pretty good. Oh, good. Anything air-shattering or anything? Uh, my mother and my sisters came to visit me this oh, weekend, so that nice. was fun. Nice. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Just hanging out or going shopping or what? I, I made a whole schedule. I oh. <laughs> printed it out. I was like, we're doing all the things. Are you a planner then? Yeah. This, definitely. this, this, and this. And then when you get home at the end of the day, you collapse. Yep, exactly. There you go. Are they staying at your place or what? Um, they just left this morning, okay. but they stayed at a hotel near oh, okay. my apartment. Okay, yeah. cool. <clears throat> well, hopefully all you guys out there have got some great uh, questions for me today. Six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. This drought is really nuts, folks. The one good thing about it though is, is when you uh, cut the weeds or weed whip. I've only had to do it twice because there's nothing there. That's a good thing about it. But I want people to be mindful of the waters. Uh, It's driving me absolutely insane when I go and I see people watering their stuff during the day as far as, you know, sprinkler systems and such, because all that usually evaporates. we got to be mindful. Water isn't free. We just take it for granted that we're always going to have a supply of water. And I watched uh, Sunday morning this morning, and, and they were showing how bad, uh, the the drought has affected out west, and the crops that are going to be affected, and then, and it's it's really crazy, and that can come to our, t- you know, don't take for granted that we have well water, we don't have city water, we have well water, but the thing is, you always think it's 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 you know it can't be touched, it can, if there's no water feeding the water system underground, it's called dry wells, and uh, same with uh, uh whatever you want to call it, you know the the water towers and such like that. So please be mindful, people. What you're going to do is if you're going to water your stuff. Now, I only got two. I got places that I water, and they're my uh, two uh, small flower gardens. And I've got one of those little round uh, sprinklers. They're plastic, you know, like for like two bucks. And what do I do is I don't tighten it really tight. When I put it into the hose, and I put it on really, really low. So it leaks where the hose is not put together correctly. So that stays low. And then the, the little tink that comes out just does little waters and where I want it. doesn't water something that I don't want watered. So you have to really be mindful here as far as paying attention. 
uh, you know, let your lawn go dormant. You know, it's worse to have it go dormant, come back, dormant, come back, dormant, come back. You better have to let it go dormant. Keep your fingers crossed that it will come back once we get some rain. If not, that's what they got great grass seed for. Okay, folks. But we got to take care of that. And another thing too is I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. And she has a bird bath because she feeds the birds. And she said she couldn't get over how many bees were at the, you know, at the bird uh, trough and trough or fountain or whatever. <clears throat> and so, you know what? That brought a really mindful thing is that we don't have, you know, there are a lot of these little ponds and holding things and places that, you know, uh, insects and such like that and small game and that would go drink from is uh, they're all dried up. So why don't you put, even if you don't have bird feeders, uh, put bird baths out or something that where the bees and the small, you know, maybe a rabbit or whatever type thing, small critters can get a drink of water and change it out. You remember water comes becomes the air temperature. And now we're going into another week of 90s. <laughs> do you have air air conditioning, Rachel? Yes, I do. Oh, lucky you, lucky. We have yes. a window that's supposed to kind of takes care of the house, you know. Mm-hmm. I try not to turn it on. But anyway, so uh, but back to the water. So please uh, put water out for that would go for the insects, for the bees. You know, folks, if we don't have the bees, we're not eating. We're not eating nothing because that's what they pollinate everything. So we got to be kind to the bees, even though I hate bees because when I get stung, it's not a pretty thing. So, but I I will take care of the honeybees and such like that. Now, the thing is, is that uh, so bird bass, just some kind of take container. It doesn't have to be smancy, but just be mindful. Put, fill that up with water and then, you know, like a change it out because otherwise it becomes air, you know, the temperature of air and uh, a kiddie pool. Uh, then your dog can have some fun and then you can also be taking care of other ones. And so, yeah, just be mindful with this drought. It's really getting bad. My husband just did second crop hay, which is <laughs> normally you get maybe a thousand bales. And I think he's got like, you know. 200 bales. It's not good out there, but you got to cut it. So in case we do get rain, that hopefully the, it will come back. You know, it's, it's crazy. The farmers are scratching their head. And I guess up north, up around Crookston and that, they already called it a day that all their crops up there are already wrecked. And so, like I said, it's happening around here too. If you can evident, if you go down along some of the roads that have corn, some of the corn is like, it looks like straight. It doesn't look like the, the leaves are out. And so, um, and that means it needs water. And so I, I got a feeling that uh, uh, sweet corn <laughs> is going to be uh, not very prevalent, you know, uh, so it's going to cost more. That's a big thing. There's uh, no, no de- high demand, no supply. Everything costs more. So you really have to, you know, uh, be, but just be mindful. Be a good steward for our land. Uh, don't water the lawn if you don't have to. Just let it go dormant. Uh, keep your couple, you know, obviously your pots need water. Don't overwater them, but pay attention. And just don't waste water. It's, it's you know, look at the countries that, that don't have it. And, and, and so we take it for granted, so don't. Like I said, the bees, the, the insects, the small critters, they all, yeah, the birds, they all need some water here because a lot of those ponds are drying up or those little holding spots that things could get drinks from. So really be mindful, okay? All right. Hey, if you got a question, give a holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. And also today I want to talk about dog parks. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about uh, jumping dogs, dogs that jump up, and then giving pets pills. What's a good way to give pets pills? you got to outthink them is what you got to do. And just a reminder, July uh, up to July 23rd, which is a really cool day, because that would be my birthday. This is my birthday week, and so happy birthday to me all week, and then some. But anyway, 
And so the, you know, we're working with, they're doing the cat video. Go to mytalk1071.com, put, type in cats. Tickets are $10 uh, until August 1st, and then it goes up to $15. But they're still taking submissions of your cat videos. So please send them in. Just go to mytalk1071.com. I mean, it, it, you, we all know, we all get enamored by the cats videos because they are funny. You know, there's not as many funny dog ones. It just seems like cats get themselves into pickles more. And so it, it really is a great time. So hopefully you'll, and a, a dollar of each uh, ticket sold uh, goes to a cat rescue, and I can't remember. It'll show you on the on the website. I can't remember what it is. Uh, itty bitty something. But, it's a bitty kitty brigade. Okay, yeah, I knew it was itty bitty something. <laughs> now then, all of a sudden, the Dale and Jackson uh, song, itty bitty. Uh, uh, never mind. Just itty bitty. Never, never mind. Okay, we're gonna run a break. We're gonna come back. Okay, here's the question for you. In Minnesota, it is illegal illegal to tease what type of animal. We'll be back. Hello. Thanks for leaving your knob on mytalk1071.com. In Minnesota, it is illegal to tease what type of animal. Well, first of all, you shouldn't tease any any animal. But I think this is very funny, and this will be a little hint. I think it's very funny that there is a law on the books to not tease this animal. What's your thoughts? What do you think it is? I would have to guess coyotes. Nope. Oh, man. You know what? Skunks. Skunks. Why would you want to? That's exactly it. You would think that'd be a no-brainer. Why would there be a law against, you know, to tell you not to tease a skunk? I mean, that would be a no-brainer. Go for it. I'd give anybody. Come on, you go for it. I want to stand back a long ways Mm -hmm. and watch this play out. But yeah, in Minnesota, who who knew, you know? You know, there's a lot of dumb laws on books, you know, that were... But still, this law must have went way back into time. But still, no oh well. Okay, who's up first for today? All right, we've got Katie. She's got a question about her lab. All right. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you doing? I'm fine. Good. What's I up? Have a que- I have a question. My grand dog is a uh, silver lab. Okay. Um, she's probably 55 pounds or something. Um, I adore her. She, she loves me. Um, I spend a lot of time with her. And every time I go to sit down, she wants my attention so much and to be pet that she's constantly lifting her paw up and scratching at me. Yep. All right. And I don't know how to stop it. I'll show you how to stop it. Okay, what you're going to do is you're going to hook a nylon leash onto her regular buckle collar, okay? And then you're going to put like three quarters of a leash on the chair you're going to sit on. And make it like a, a, a traditional, uh, at first, a chair, like, you know, a kitchen chair, something that's, you know, not a billowy chair type thing. Okay, so you're going to sit on three quarters of the leash. Okay, now you're sitting on the chair. Take your hand and put it over your wrist and rest that in your lap. All right? Now, if she tries to come up to you or put her paw on you, turn your head to, you know, to the side. I don't care right or left. Uh, turn your head to the side and extend your arms outward and give a growl and kind of bump her. Ah! Okay? But don't look at her. Side profile. What this is, this is called the invisible dog. You sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't pet him. Don't talk to him. Don't do anything. Just ignore the dog. What you want to teach the dog is how to just calm themselves down and not keep poking at you. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me now. Okay, so that's what you're going to do is that you got a minute, sit on the leash, ignore the dog. Got five minutes, a half hour, just sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Don't look at her. Don't pet her. Don't do anything. Just sit and ignore. And then when she gets good at this, then after a while, when you don't have to remind 
reminded so many times it's wrong where you have to extend your arm out and bumper. Then you can like talk on the phone, do emails, read a book. You can do other things while you're sitting on the leash. But at first, you're just going to be sitting on the leash waiting for her to be stupid. Okay? Because she has to learn that no dog should give you their paw unless you ask for it. Let's say I go to pet a dog in the chest and here comes the paw. I quick take my hand away and give a growl. Ah, wrong. And then I go back to try to pet again, and here comes the paw. Quick, take my hand away. Ah, wrong. Usually by the third or fourth time, I can gently pet him, and the paw stays on the floor. You never, ever want a dog to give you their paw. It has to be asked. Otherwise, they're constantly striking out, and they hurt, especially if they cut their paw, and then nails are involved. <laughs> okay? Yeah. But my so, daughter keeps those tripped well. Oh, that's good. That's good. Still, yeah, yeah but, bruises my skin sometimes. Oh, yep. But so now you're going to teach her the invisible dog. Sit on the leash and ignore the dog. You got a minute, got five minutes. So remember, you sit, take three quarters of the leash. Let's say a six-foot leash, okay, But what, or whatever. Because what you want is when she lays down that the collar is loose, okay? But Because don't give her too much leash or she's going to tie you up. And then the main thing is you're going to sit there, don't look at her, look to the side, look to the ceiling, whatever. Have your hand on your wrist and be ready to bump, extend them out to bump her if she tries to put her paw or come up into your face okay okay but practice that at least two three times every day if not more or like when she's visiting you know you know do it four or five times a minute here five minutes there and so just teach her how to chill out and then also teach you know whoever you know the daughter it's a daughter son you know dog that teach them the exercise so they can practice it too because there's nothing more obnoxious than a dog that's always going me 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 look at me look at me Okay. I know. And so no matter feel bad for her and I get sucked in after a while. Well no, but- don't feel bad because she's being a pushy child. Just like yeah, you got a two legged has- pushy child. It's kinda of like, no, this is unacceptable. You're not being mean to her. All you're doing is giving her letting her know that's unacceptable. By a side profile calming signal of your head. Okay, don't look at her her side profile. And then all you're doing is bumping her with your front you know, with your forearms is what you're doing and giving the growl. Ah like that's wrong. Don't even think it. And so then pretty soon okay. she, the dog's going to learn to just hang out. She's going to stand there. If she leans on you, that's fine. She just can't get up on you. But then eventually she's going to lay down and you're going to go, yes, it's working. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. You betcha. You bet. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. But yeah, that's what you want to do. It's like when company comes over, you want to practice uh, the invisible dog sitting on the leash and ignoring the dog. You know, and then when company comes over, it's usually the first 15 minutes to 45 minutes that the dog is totally nuts when people comes over. So this exercise you've been practicing. So now when you answer the door, you got the dog on the leash and you're facing east and west if your company's coming in north and south. And so they had to walk past you. Don't look at the dog. Don't touch the dog. Just walk on by. All right. And so then now you're going to shut the door. You're going to tell everybody to sit at the, on the deck at the table of the deck or in the kitchen. Go take your chair, pull it out. So you're still a part of the conversation, but then, and then sit on the leash. And so now the dog is getting used to the smells and the sounds of the people that are there. And then eventually they're going to calm down and lay down. And now you just took out the wah factor when people company comes over. You have control. Whether you got a three pound dog or a 200 pound dog, this is a must. They're going to be no greeting of the dog at the door by anybody. That includes you. When you come home, just walk on by. Don't look, don't touch, don't do anything. So nothing happens at the entryway so it doesn't become a fall to all, right? That's 
huge. That's really, really important. So the practice sitting on the leash and ignoring the dog, a minute, five minutes, a half hour. And then when they get used to it, once again, then you can talk on the phone, do emails, uh, do stitching, do whatever you want, drink a beer. <laughs> and uh, then eventually it gets better and better and better. Now the dog has learned a valuable lesson. The hardest thing for uh, for dogs and humans to do or literally not do is to just hang out and do nothing, to just zen out. That's the hardest thing for us and dogs to do. So that's what you got. It's got to be taught. And then eventually they get better and better, and now you've got more control of the situation. Okay, who's up next? All right, we've got Jamie with a question about socializing her COVID puppy. All right. Hi there, how you doing? Hi, G- Hi, Joan. Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Sorry about that. I read the thing oh, wrong. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you? Good, good. Good. <clears throat> what can I do? So what thank kind of pupper? My call. Oh, thank you for calling. What kind of pupper do you have? Well, he's a mix from what we know. We rescued him. So he's Staffordshire Terrier. He's got a little shepherd in him and okay. probably a little pit bull in him. Okay. 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 So what's going on? Well, so obviously he's a COVID pup. So mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat sheltered. We do have another dog that he's uh, grown up with, which has been a good thing. Okay. But the one thing we are really struggling with is that when we walk him around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. anytime he sees another dog, whether that dog is in their own yard, whether that dog is walking past us, he loses his mind. And we've tried keeping treats in our pockets and kind of distracting as we're going by. Um, but it, you know, it's it's tough because especially if there's, you know, like little kids outside with maybe a pup in their own yard and he just completely freaks out. Okay. Now is he barking and lunging? What is he doing? He is lunging, barking, kind of crying a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does he have any play buddies outside of your pack? No. Okay. When you go for a walk, are you using a harness or a training collar? We actually have been using a gentle leader. Okay. And that's not working, is it? It was, but not not in those instances. Yeah, it, it helps with him pulling. Right, right. You know, he's he's done a good job now healing and walking with us. Right. Yeah, like I said, it's, if we see another dog, no matter what size, no matter what that dog's doing, it's uh, everything's over. Okay. Have you ever gone to, for a walk with somebody else that has a dog? No. Okay, that's what you got to start doing. You got to start desensitizing here. Okay, oh, he's not okay. he's not used to, you, you know, be, because he only knows his pack. He doesn't yeah. know what it's like outside of the pack, and that's that's the social skills. Everybody okay. thinks it's um, how the dog has to meet a lot of dogs to be social, and that's a mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge mis- misinformation. If they can just have one or two play buddies outside of their pack, I don't care if you had 15 dogs, that's their pack. What they need is to have a friend outside of their pack, okay? Just like, okay, okay siblings, you know, you could have 15 kids, two-legged kids, but are yep. they friendly with people that are outside of their, you know, their home, all right? right. Do they know how to interact and have manners outside <laughs> of the home? And that's what okay. has is needed here. Now, how many pounds is a dog? He is about 55. Okay. Uh, what, yeah, what you got to do is enlist somebody to go walking with. Now, if this may be that you are on one side of the street, the dog's on the other side. You know, you know okay. you're on, with your dog on one. You want to have distance between, but walking the same direction, okay? okay. And let's say we're only going to go for a block, okay? Turn around, come back. 
And so now myself, what I would do, general leaders have their place in the, in the training. But when a dog is overreacting like this, what I would do is I would put a pinch collar on him. That's the one that looks oh. like a torture device out of the 1800s. Yeah. All right. But now I fit mine different. All the other trainers and on YouTube, it shows you they fit it very snug and up behind the back of the ears. And I am totally disagreement with that. Because let's say you and I went for a, uh, a walk and I grabbed you between the elbow and your armpit and squeezed. Okay, there's constant pressure there, right? And now we're walking and we're walking. Okay, and now pretty soon you're looking at me like, why are you squeezing me? What can I do to get you to <laughs> let go of me, okay? So that constant pressure can be very frustrating. Part of the reward when a dog is paying attention, no matter what training collar you have on, there is no collar pressure. Okay. So I fit my prong collars so they slide over the head and slide off. All right. But when you slide them on and off, you got to make sure you take your hands and wrap it around the tines so that if the dog would turn his head, he doesn't poke his eye. All right. Right. So you slide it on and you slide it off. The best collar out there is called a Herm, H E R M, Springer, S P R E N G E R. Okay. Can you hold on? We'll talk about this when you get back. Okay. So hold on. Don't hang up. Okay, okay, what group of animals is known as a flamboyance? Alrighty then. Thank you for listening. Okay, now the the now this will give you a little bit of a hint. Okay, on the answer to this, what group of animals is known as a flamboyance? A flamboyance. So think about that, and then when Rachel gets off the phone, then we'll go, we'll see what her answer is. But uh, now the the main name of the game here is, folks. Now it's going to be hot coming up again this week, so please have a kiddie pool for your dog, and just you know put some water in. It doesn't have to be full. Full. Remember, we want to be mindful of water, so don't you know overdo it or overfill it or whatever type thing. Don't you know be mindful of that. And then uh, 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 remember, dogs sweat through the pads of their feet. And so that's why do not, do not walk them on hot tar or even cement. You take your shoes off, and if you're barefoot, and if you're not doing the Watusi dance because it's so hot, then your dog can, you know, can walk on it. Because the big thing is if they're trying to sweat and the heat is coming up through their pads, you can put your dog into heat stroke. And so let's say uh, bring like a thing of ice and, and water for your dog so that, you know, you bring water for yourself, you better have some for the dog. And then also, too, you can bring the, help the dog sweat and cool down easier by taking an ice cube and rub it on the pads of their feet. So go sit in the sun. And then I mean, go sit in the sun, sit in the shade, take a break, let them kind of cool down before you continue your walk. So be very, very do it first thing in the morning, late at night when it's cooler and just make uh, basically I would not take my dog longer than a three block walk. And then I'm back at home again because nobody needs to walk in the heat like that. Okay. All right. Okay, Rachel. Okay. Now, what group of animals is known as a flamboyance? Flamboyance. Flamboyance. That part of the, the answer is in kind of the flamboyance. A flamingo. Yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, a group of animals is known as a flamboyance is flamingos, mm-hmm. and fling, flamingos are kind of my joke. Uh, it's a. Uh, I'm into flamingos just for the fact that it's become such a joke over the years that everybody, when they see flamingo stuff, I need to have it. Mm-hmm. And if it's cute, I only accept cute stuff, funny stuff. And my uh, girlfriend, Robin, gave me a little plaque. You know what it says? Mm-hmm. It says, my spirit animal is flamingos. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Is that true? Is that your spirit animal? No. no. I don't know what my spirit animal is, but I just think it's so funny because a lot of people put stock in their spirit animals, you know, type. Mm-hmm. I've never looked into it myself, but right. so, but I just think that's funny. Okay, let's go back to Jamie. 
<clears throat> Jamie, you there? I am here. Okay, there you go. Okay, now, when you go for walks, do you take both dogs at the same time? Most of the time, yes. Okay, when you've taken this one that's being reactive to by himself, is he worse or better with the other dog? I would actually say worse. He's worse without the other dog? Worse with the other dog. Okay, yep. So then what you want to do is that you're only to, when you're, when we're working through this, you are going to just take the dog by himself, not the two of them together, okay? And what you want to do is make walks short so that in case there is an incident, you can quickly get his head back. Come on, let's go hurry up. We're going home. Yay, 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 yay. Okay. And so (laughs) you, but you don't want to come down like, you know, bad dog, shame on you. What you want to do is move them along. And unfortunately with the general leader, it literally, I'm, I'm sure you've noticed this too is when you go to take it off, you could almost see the dog going, I'm free! (laughs) Okay, and so uh, when they have a training collar, they don't know if the collar's on or what the leash is hooked to. They don't know what's what's happening, okay? And so that's what we want to do is that, number one, we go for a walk. The hook of the leash needs to be resting on the back of the dog or alongside. There can't be any collar pressure. If he goes, your arm should be relaxed at your side. His shoulder should be by your left leg. And if he goes ahead of that, you give it a pop, a bump, or a snap, whatever's easiest. Don't pull. It's a pop, a quickness. And then you're going to say your walking word, heel or walk. Okay, when you first start out. If he you know, see another dog and he starts to blow, just get, right, try to get into his head. Hey, 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 come on, let's go. Also, bring a squeaker toy. Oh. Have, okay. your, when your dog hears a squeaker, does he do a quick head turn like, whoa, what's that? Yes. Okay, and that's what you want to do is bring that and put it in your pocket. And so if he starts to wind up, hit your pocket, the squeaker toy, and all of a sudden he's going to look at you like, where is it? And just move him along. Heel, let's go, hurry up. We could do this. And move him on, okay? okay? Because you don't want to hold him and restrain him. You want the collar to be loose, but he gets a pop if he doesn't listen, okay? And you're going to use the word leave it. Heel, let's go. If he tries to look at the dog, ah, 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 leave it, let's go. You know what I mean? Move him along. Hit that squeaker. And so then get down a little bit, stop, ask him to sit, and give him, oh, very nice. Give him a little tickle in the chest. Very nice. Okay? <clears throat> and so what you're going to do is you're going to do shorter walks more often, and then when you, as you start feeling you've got a ten, uh, more control, and he's he's starting to you know calm down, not getting as wild. Okay, then go a little bit longer, and then um, then start trying to walk with another dog. You know, there again, you're going to be far apart. You're not going to be close. Your goal is that pretty soon they can walk closer, and he's okay with that. And then if he's looking at the other, ah ah ah, leave it, ah leave it. All right, so teach him the word leave it. You can throw a treat on the floor. You have your training collar on. Give it a pop. Back and you, you walked forward. Now walk backwards, just in the steps you went forward in, and then you just go backwards and you you pop the leash. Leave it, pop. Leave it, pop. And when the dog turns and starts walking towards you, oh, very nice, very nice. Walk towards the treat again. If he goes for the treat, walk backwards. Pop. Leave it. Pop. Leave it. Pop means a snap of the leash. Okay, okay. not a pull, not a drag. It's a pop. Your goal is usually by the third time they'll look at the treat, and all you have to do is say, don't use the collar, just say, leave it and start walking backwards and the dog should turn and start walking towards you all right leave it means leave it alone it's no concern of yours but find me but when he turns and looks at you now he's no he's he's forgetting about that treat and looking to you for direction okay does that make sense 
That does make sense, yeah. Okay, so that's what we want to do. I would, uh, But the, the the training collar, I know a lot of people hate them. They think they you know hurt the dog. No, they don't. I would never use anything that's inhumane. What is inhumane to me is when people fit them so snug it's up behind the back of the ears where there's constant yeah. pressure. Now that's inhumane. Part of the reward that there is no collar pressure when they're paying attention. They don't know right. when you say the word what's going to happen. Okay, so that's okay. why, like I said, uh, it's it's a good investment, and that collar is only on when the leash is attached and you're attached to the leash. Okay. When you take the hook uh, leash off, so do, so comes the um, the collar. Now, because it's a collar that comes apart, you know, there's I don't know if you know what they look like. Okay, another thing that you want to invest in is called a show lead, a nylon show lead. Okay. Right, and you can get it on Amazon. Type in nylon show lead for dogs, okay. And what it is is like a slip collar. You're gonna measure his neck oh. and add like you know uh, three inches, four inches, okay, to it. Okay. Okay, and so then that's the size or length one you're gonna get because what you want to do is you're gonna double leash him. So you should put that show. You know, you make the show lead where you put you know, the, the nylon through one of the rings and then it makes a, another collar. And then mm-hmm. there's a movable ring. That movable ring, you put both collars on and then the, the hook or the the ring that you hook onto for the pinch collar and then the, the movable ring on the show lead, you clip those two together with the hook, okay, the, le- oh. the leash. Okay. So now in case for some reason the, the you know, pinch collar would come apart because at any time any collar can come apart. Now you still have the dog because he's, he's he's double leashed. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so then, like I said, that's I do the same thing with the star mark collars. Just double leash them because you don't know at any time. That's just like what happens with dogs that slip their collars. They know how to go backwards real quick, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then over the ears <laughs> come you know comes the collar. Yep. So then then you, I'm gonna sneeze. Oh, <laughs> bless you. Oh, okay. So then what happens is that then you need what's called a no-slip collar or a martingale collar so the okay. dog can never back out of it. And that's the purpose of that show lead. It's, it slides you know, slides and tightens, so there's no way the dog can back out of it. And okay. so and the, okay. that, that's what I strongly suggest so that, you, you know, you don't have to worry about it either backing out or that it comes apart, like it be itches or right. something like that, okay? But what you want to yep. do is just take your time. Don't be me- mad. Don't tighten. You know, when, you, when he starts to act like that, don't start, you know, screaming and yelling and snapping and snapping and snapping. Just get, ah, ah, leave it, and then go backwards. Ah, leave it, ah, leave it. Go backwards until he turns and looks at you. Oh, very nice. Squeak your toy. You're going to find out what series of events you need to get him back to you so you can just move forward. Your goal is the minute you say leave it, he's going to be like, don't see it. Hey, let's go. We're moving. We're moving. You know, that's <laughs> okay. what we want to do. And if you need help, then you can ha- do a lesson you up at my place if you need to, okay? Yes. <laughs> okay. So good luck with that. Thank you very much. You this bet. Fantastic help. You bet. Thank Have you a great one. Here. You bet. You too. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. There we go. All right. All right. Who's next? Right now we've got uh, Joan on the line. She's got a question about her mini golden doodle. Uh, mini golden doodle. What's going on? Hi, Katie. Thanks for the call. I love your show. Well, thank you. I love and, doing it. <laughs> yeah. We we all we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> So my question is around when you know if your dog is sick. Okay. So right now our dog is t- about 25 pounds. She's four years old, mm-hmm. super easy, always has been very healthy. And for the last maybe two, three days, st- 
struggling to go to the bathroom today, very lethargic, hasn't eaten anything. Mm. And she started licking something on her, on her leg and kind of can't seem to leave that alone. And they may not be related at all, Okay, but, um, so then the question comes up, well, is there something wrong with her? Do you have to take her in? How long do you wait? Right. Okay. So when is the last time she ate? She ate yesterday. Yesterday afternoon or evening, um, morning? I, I would say it was yesterday afternoon, probably about like 4 o'clock-ish. Okay, now you're saying going potty. What's going on? What do you mean? Is she doing a doo-doo or just a piddling, which is straining no, or what? Piddling is just fine. Okay. It's struggling to get out the uh, the other end. Ah, has she thrown up at all? No. Okay, okay. No. And when she doesn't eat, she does throw up. But um, she hasn't done that in a while. So she, she's been eating normal and then just started with this struggling and now today hasn't eaten at all. Okay. Um, this is not a, like a go to ER tonight thing, okay? But I would have it checked out. Uh, if you have a thermometer, like a rectal thermometer, yep. uh, uh, you want a uh, temperature of 103 or better uh, for a dog is, is a temperature, okay? okay? 104, you know, yeah, there, then she's running, there's something, you know, maybe a virus, a, a viral type thing. But straighting to go to the bathroom, uh, do you have any uh, butter, not margarine, but butter? Yes. Okay. Yep. How many pounds is your dog? Twenty-five. Okay. Try a tablespoon of butter. Now remember, you're greasing the jets. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so don't put her on white carpet. <laughs> yep. Okay. And and try and see that maybe she got into something that is kind of it's hard for her to push through. Right. Okay. So just try that. Just a tablespoon of uh, you know, a, maybe a little less than that, that tablespoon, and try that, and okay. just see because that greases, and so does extra virgin coconut oil. Okay. So if you got yep. either one, yep. but anyway, but if she feels, put your fingers in her ears okay. and see if they feel warm, you know, excessively, not like body warm, but excessively warm. Like she might have a, that's another way you can kind of tell if they got a temperature. Okay. Okay. And so the thing is, is that if she got a temperature that is something bacterial, okay. And then, um, and she's going to need something for that. But, uh, because it coincides with trying to go potty, what food do you feed? Um, you know, I don't. I don't typically buy it. My husband does. I think it's a, a science diet. It's just something, you know, regular. Yeah, we need to change that. I would strongly yeah. suggest new to source. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, because that's what you want to do. Don't hit the panic button, you know, and go to ER. I wouldn't. You know, this is where your gut feeling. Now, if you have two-year, you know, two-legged kids, people, people that you know well, you know what's an emergency, what's yep. not. Okay, and yep. that's what you have to do here. There is no right or wrong, and so the thing is, is that because it's just, you know, she didn't eat today, but she did eat yesterday. Okay, that. But in the morning, I would definitely. It's, what are you going to do if you don't do something tonight? Right. But I, like okay. I said, I wouldn't hit the panic button myself yet. But I would be like I said. I'd try the butter. Watch her very carefully. Is she drinking water? Um, you know what? She has been um, just laying in her bed for probably now three, four hours, and she has not drank any water either. Okay, so you got to be careful so she doesn't get dehydrated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that. Um, and how old is she? Three. Four. Four. Okay.
Uh, yeah, get her up. And like I say, you make a call. You go with it. Always listen to your gut. Always. Okay. If it says, you know, I need to get her on now, then do it. All right? Because I'm not a vet. I'm not there. You know what I mean? So the whole thing is, you know, you're living it. And you, you know that dog like the back of your hand. Right. So if you really think that they're, you know what I mean, she's like in distress, how's her temperature? Look at her gums. Are her gums gray or, you know, blue? That means the circulation is not well. Okay. okay. And so that's what you got to do is you got to figure out what is the problem. But it bothers me that she's not going, you know, she's straight, she's straining to go potty, correct? Right, right. Yeah. So yep. that, that kind of bothers me that there might be, she could have swallowed something or something that, you know, is where she can't shoot it through, you know? Right. So yep. when's yep. the last time she's done a doo doo? Um, this morning, but okay. it was struggling, you know, so okay. five, five, ten minutes in the yard just to get out a little tiny. Oh, Pebble. yeah, that's, yeah, that's not good. So, right. yeah, so you, like I said, you know her uh, and you know her demeanor. And, yep. you know, unfortunately, too, like I know, uh, you know, vets just don't, you know, they're still not open, open a lot of them yet. And it's, you know, a lot of times you have to drop the dog off. They pick up, you know, they have to go in without you. I wish the vets would open up because that's, you know, those dogs, the animal, our pets need us when they're right. not feeling well. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Totally agree. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I would do. But okay. you know, you're living the dog. You do yep. what your gut. Don't second guess your gut. Your gut says take her to the vet tonight. Then you take her to the vet tonight. Okay. Okay. Sounds okay. Great. Thank you, Katie. You I bet. appreciate your help. Bye-bye. That's a tough call, you know, because I'm not living it. You know, there's been dogs that I've seen that happen to, but because she's been so lethargic, she's only four years old. She should be per- per- perky. She's been laying in bed for three to four hours. That doesn't seem, you know, she's definitely not, you know, pay attention to how they're breathing. Are there, is there labor breathing? And then look at the gums because if the gums are turning gray or black. That means that there's, yeah, there's definitely problems. Get them in. And so, uh, yeah, you just got to, you got to go with your gut on so many, I just posted something like that on, but do you listen to, Rachel, do you listen to your gut? I mean, if your gut says. Yeah, I'm a big believer in listening to your gut. Yeah. In my past um, break time. Yeah. Oh, you gotta, sorry. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta wake go me up here. You gotta <laughs> wake right. me up. I, all of a sudden I'm just going, did I already do a break or do, are we on to another break? It's like, okay, I forgot where I was at, but anyway, Okay. What is the oldest living or oldest surviving mammal on the planet? The oldest surviving uh, mammal on the planet. We'll be back. All right. We're going to be going to break pretty soon anyway because I'm late on this one. Okay. What is the oldest surviving mammal on the planet? Okay. I'm not sure how to uh, say this. Maybe you're good with words. M-O-N-O-T-R-E-M-E-S. Do you know what that is? No idea. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad I was the only one. There's not monotremes, something like that. Okay, uh, the what it is is the Echidicas and platypuses are egg-laying mammals which live in Australia. The oldest fossil recorded of these animals are 220 million years ago. Oh my goodness! Isn't that something? Yeah, and they're still around. Yep. Wow. Yeah, like you know what a platypus is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting creatures. Yeah, no kidding. I think they're pretty cool. Okay, we won't have time before much time before we go to break again. But uh, who's up next? We got Cheryl on the line, and she's got a question about her dog who won't let his nails get clipped. Oh, you and, and a whole bunch of other dogs. <laughs> How you doing, Cheryl? Oh, I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What kind of dog do you got? I have a little tiny six pound pomapoo. Okay, and then and how old? Um, she's two. Two years old? Okay. Okay. And she's not a year trying. 
clip her toenails or give her a haircut, and she bites you extremely hard till she gets blood. Oh, really? And I don't know if, you know, I hate to put a muzzle on her to try and do it, but she's been biting her own toenails because I can't get them cut. Oh, really? Hmm. She's biting her own toenails? That's a rarity. All right. Yep, she's chewing on her own toenails. Huh. Okay. Um, now, how... Now, have you had her since a puppy? Yes. Okay. Did you do any, like, grooming of her and stuff like that from the beginning? Or yes. You, okay. And then mm-hmm. has she always been naughty like that? Um, it just steadily kept increasing. Okay. And, you know, I can brush her a little bit, and then she gets irritated and doesn't want it anymore. Um, so I don't ever, you know, really get finished with it. Okay. Um, and she's just, she gets very mean when... You try and give her a trim, and I'm afraid to take her. I'm doing been doing trying myself, and I'm afraid to take her to a groomer because they'll get, you know, bit. Mm-hmm. Well, they know how to work with some dogs, and a lot of times, what happens though is that if she snarks at you, you know, from the beginning, like you said, it seems like it's getting worse. Is because she got your number. If she snaps at you, you back off and you stop. Great, I'm running this show. All right. And so okay. what the better thing to be is now when you do you have her like up on a washing machine or her at or your own level? Yes. Okay. So when you're going to practice with grooming, you're going to put a uh, uh, slip lead on her. Okay. You know what a slip lead is? Yes. Okay. Put a sleep li- slip lid. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. And so then what you're going to do is you're going to have that with one hand. And then or you, if you've got somebody else in the house to help you, one person's going to do the brushing. One's going to have the slip lead. Okay. And okay. so if she, like, if you could hear her, like, getting antsy, give her a growl. Ah, ah, ah. You be nice. Ah, be nice. Okay. Then okay. do a couple more, do a couple more grooms and just go, oh, great. Thank you. Take her down. And you're going to, what you're going to do is get her that she is going to be better with it and you're in control and she's not. Don't get her to stand there like, you know, for an hour so you can get the whole thing done. No. We're going to do it in baby steps, but you're going to have the last say. If, if she tries to growl or snap at you, you give that, that, that lead, you know what I mean? You give it a little pop and go, hey, you be nice. Ah, be nice. Okay. All right, so then, you know, if you could find a groomer that can help you, you know, show you the proper way, that would be really good. It's worth the money to have them show you how to get her to behave. And see, I don't know if you ever, you know, when you go to a groomer, not you, the dog, okay, they put them on the table with a slip line that holds their head up so they can get their job done, okay? So then they normally don't get bit. They've, you know, been down that road. And so a lot of times they will help you work with a dog that's being a little bit of a snot. That and show you how to get get it done better, quicker, faster, so that their job is made easier, and then eventually your job is made easier. Oh, I'm going to try that. Sure. Okay. okay. So that's the and thing. You don't, don't you don't think I should try a muzzle at all, right? Well, you know, it, it, the thing is, if you are too nervous about getting snarked, then put the muzzle on. Okay, but then you're going to have anxiety. She's going to have anxieties, right? But at least you don't have to worry about getting bit. So you could finish up what you need. But you want her to stand and stand still and deal with it. Okay, and so that by having the muzzle, then now you've got control. You don't have to worry about being bit, and you're going to be a little bit more easier. You know what I mean? Not as uh, sweating it out type thing. (laughs) Okay, Okay? and so then your the goal is is that like I say, do little bits at a time. And most dogs hate their nails trimmed. I wouldn't worry about the nails right now. I'd worry about getting her to stand still for the trim. And then also sometimes by having a treat in your hand and then one person with the 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 trimmers. If you could do one nail a day, great. One nail a day. All right. Don't worry about doing them all at the same time. Okay. 
Okay, so just baby step it. That makes sense. Alrighty then. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, yeah, trimming uh, dogs' nails is a given, and sometimes you have to tag team them. Somebody's got a treat. And then uh, also what can, what can happen is if you use your bathtub, put some peanut butter on the bathtub, and then when the dog starts licking it, you know, that then they get brush them and stuff like that. Their mind's on something else. And then you can give them a bath or you could try trimming their nails. Get their mind on something else. And if you can only trim one nail a day, so what? That's great. What is one less nail tomorrow? And so then eventually you get all the way through. You can start all over again. The whole thing is, is not to sit on the dog's head and say, hey, we're going to get this done. Don't do that. That will happen once and you ain't never doing it again. So that's why you want to baby step in. Like my Zelda, uh, she was the great Dane boxer mix, a giant day, uh, boxer. But anyway, uh, yes, I could not. It took me, I bet you, two years before I could do a whole paw because she just, uh, you know, was like, ah, you're getting a little too close there. And usually if somebody's hit the quick, that's when the problem lies. The dog doesn't want to get uh that you know doesn't want to have that you know it's just like if you t- trim your toenails or your your nails too uh too short it hurts and then especially if you draw blood then now the dog is like whoa you ain't doing that to me again so that's why you tip the nails okay whereas if you look at the side of the nail okay there should there's a hook all you want is the hook don't cut into the meat of the of the uh the nail you just want the hook whether it's got a white nail or a black nail just look sideways at it and uh, not you look you you know what i mean <laughs> you want the side view of the nail so you can see that hook and that's what you're going to cut okay don't cut into the meat and if you're really worried then go to the vet or go to the groomer and have them show you how to do it and then uh in case you do hit the quick you want you have a thing of flour a little bowl of flour so you just dunk the the uh, paw into to clot where you where you just cut too short but see if you cut too short me i wish you luck okay okay let's see what is the fertilized egg of a duck called what is the fertilized egg of a duck is called we'll be back